Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It has gotten so bad that there's Russ and then there's everybody else in the discussion of bad quarterback play this season. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are in historic times, unique times in football. Because uh, in my opinion, my humble observation, we have a top 10 all-time unwatchable NFL team that we're still locked in for standalone prime time two more times this season. I it, This is the perfect storm of bad quarterback play, bad team, bad head coach, and bad TV scheduling. The pain the Denver Broncos are inflicting on the nation is unprecedented. My God, it's almost impressive how all of this crap has come together to form this Category 5 crap-a-cane. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point. Towers right across from the hot and uncomfortable, and you know the drill, Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, He is Radio Life Partner, and he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Tuesday is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And I don't even know what more to say about Russ. We've had as many conversations as we can have about Russ. Oh, he's diminished. Oh, he's overpaid. Oh, he's corny. Oh, uh, is he washed? Uh, Why do his teammates not like him? Why does everybody clown him? We can no longer have another Russell Wilson conversation. We have legitimately run out of things to talk about with Russell Wilson because it's the same thing every time he takes the field. It's bad. It's underwhelming. It's bad. It's underwhelming. He loses in prime time, and we move on. Yeah, that's the the rough part about it is there's no more room for nuance here. No! And the problem is, again, you mentioned it. It's the schedule makers at this point, like, there has to be some kind of option. We saw this like two weeks into yeah. the season. We should have been flexing them out of these primetime games. We're forced to continue to have this conversation because we're forced <laughs> to watch Russell Wilson continue to play like, football. Like This is unprecedented there, time. We, we have never seen a confluence of events like this Ugh. where you have not only a bad quarterback, but he also happens to be the corniest <laughs> quarterback. He also happened to be given a $250 million Ugh. contract extension in the offseason. He also happens to be married to a super megastar yeah. uh, pop star. And every Broncos game in the first six weeks of the season is pretty much standalone on prime time. So it's not like we can avoid him. It's not like he's hidden at 1 o'clock. He's there for the world to see, which I think is not only crappy for us, but I think makes him probably feel worse. <laughs> so the NFL is basically trolling us at this point because they know we're going to watch the game. They know every— We have no other option. We, I mean, we have no other option. No. And at, what were we going to watch? Rain Delay Theater for the Yankees <laughs> last night? The worse it gets, I, I think the more we're going to want to 
watch. So we're going to keep getting well, more. No, I'm going to start tuning in no, to Denver Broncos no, game no, at Sunday in the no. 1 o'clock window. I'm with Theo. You're wrong. No, Theo is totally <laughs> right about this because there is a such thing as fun bad. Like you can be young and bad. Like Josh Allen, his rookie year, Ooh, that, he yeah. was bad. But it was fun because he's barrel rolling all over the place and he's heaving the ball 70 yards into quadruple coverage. That's fun stuff. Russ is like... Incomplete eight-yard pass. Incomplete six-yard pass. Can't throw over the middle. Missing a guy standing wide open in the middle of the defense. Like, the Broncos are not fun bad. They're unwatchable bad to the point of, (laughs) when do real housewives start? It's bad. Like, first and ten stone, what are the Broncos going to do? They're going to run the ball. Right up the middle. Right up the Every middle. Every single, like, two but, yards. See, but I, that's what's fun to me because, well, you know, when we, get to, when we get to overtime and the Chargers are punting to Denver, everybody at home knows they're not going to drive the field. <laughs> they're not going So anywhere. it's like you're wondering whether it's going to be three and out or a turnover, which to me is like fun. Ooh, give the ball back well, to Justin Herbert. I think that's the problem, too. I would like it more if Russell Wilson was, like, throwing pick sixes or yeah, getting, like, or like, getting like nailed in the pocket right. and fumbling the ball and I see a, a scoop and score. Like, it's not even that. It's just, like methodically it's, sucking. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's mechanical sucktitude. It never ends. Like if I Russ hate. was doing prime Seahawks things where he's scrambling outside the pocket, running 15 yards and then winding up and heaving it into the end mm. zone, that's fun. And if he th- if he had seven interceptions, eight interceptions at this point, I'd be like, "You know what? At least he's trying to make something happen." But this is dullard beat your brains in with a hammer type of stuff. So you talked about Prime Russ escaping the pocket, making plays with his legs, all the scrambled stuff we saw him do in Seattle. So there was a stat that stood out to me. You know, checking the gambling lines, you want to go check out all the player props. It's just something fun we all do. I didn't have any action in the game last night, but Russell Wilson's rushing prop was at 11 and a half yards. And I, I almost peed down my leg when I saw it because I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's one play for us. He's gonna... And then I went and uh-huh. did a little more research In his first 10 seasons with Seattle, he averaged over 30 yards rushing a game. With Denver, through what, six weeks? Mm -hmm. 9.5 yards a game. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's the tell. Mm -hmm. I think he got it last night. Oh, he he definitely did. I think he got it on one play. Yeah, he got it in one or two rushes late in that fourth quarter. But that was kind of all I needed to see. I'm like, whoa. So this system is entirely different for Russ. He's under center at least 50% of the snaps he's out there. So there's kind of the answer to why we're seeing this. This isn't the same system Russell has played in for all this time, so he's still trying to get a, a grip on this playbook in Denver. Well, I also think he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? <laughs> I also think that— With that being said, he's, yeah, he's also bad. bad. You know what? This this It kind of takes me back. Remember after—I think it was week one. Yeah, Seahawks-Broncos week one. Oh, who could ever forget the 64 Who could ever goal? forget? The, now, in, in retrospect— Maybe there's a reason why Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> wanted a 64-yard you know field what? goal instead of putting in the, hand, the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson. Like, we, it makes sense. We that's not, even that, that's dude, not conspiracy theory. And maybe, yeah. just maybe, that was the right play for the Broncos. He because Russ, Russ isn't getting them those five yards on fourth but and five. They uh-uh. passed up on a 56-yard field goal with under a minute or two minutes to play in the fourth quarter last night. Well, so yeah, I well, don't know if we can make well, that argument, so though. Here's what it, I think this is what it is. Nathaniel Hackett realized throughout the offseason, oh, this is not that guy. Like, he's not the guy that I thought I would have. Well, the problem is Nathaniel Hackett ain't that guy Well, either. yeah, I mean, but come on. You've I mean, got you're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not that guy times two, and it's presenting major problems <laughs> for the world right now. Right. So but, but, but what Nathaniel Hackett is doing now is now that he know, like, he knew he wasn't that guy. Now he knows that his job is in jeopardy if he doesn't put Russ out there. Yes. And instead, like, if he, if he goes for the 54-yard field goal and they miss it, it's, oh, Nathaniel Hackett going for the field goal again. Instead, he puts the ball in the hands 
of his $250 million or $250 million quarterback. And he's like, Russ, you go show the world in prime time that you suck. And maybe I can stick <laughs> yeah. around for another year. Put this on full display. Yeah, Put, like uh, throwing him under the bus. He tried to protect Russ in week one. The Russ bus. It now sh- he's letting Russ cook. It goes to, it goes to show how much the, <laughs> the NFL is a business. Go cook, Russ. Kitchen catches on fire. <laughs> because he was trying to be a real NFL coach. Like, that was the decision he made. He kicked that field goal. If they made that kick, they win the game. <laughs> yeah. A real but now big he's, boy coach. And now he's like, all right, fine, fine. People, the court of public opinion, you guys want to see? Yeah, Why? You, you want to see Russ? Fine. Hey, <laughs> Russ, cook. So it's not even his fault. You're right. He's like, fine, here you guys here go. Here he is. And, and he, it's in all re- of his glory. It's really how it's happened. I mean, right now, Russ can't even turn the stove on. Mm-mm. He's struggling. He's struggling He's with like, the stove. gas or electric? Yeah. This is, what, what <laughs> How do I do this? Do I need a lighter? Like, how does this it's work? It's a really good analogy because he's in a kitchen he's never cooked in no. before. Oh, it's it, rough. It's to the point where this morning on first take, they legitimately had the discussion about whether or not Russell Wilson is the Super Bowl champion. Russell Wilson. $250 million man, Russell Wilson. They had a conversation, and Stephen A. Smith made the point that Russ is the most disappointing player in the entire NFL this season. Here's Stephen A. on Russ. Is Russ the most disappointing player in the NFL right now? I would say yes. Um, let me be very, very clear. I'm, I've always been a fan of Russell uh, w- Wilson. Um, not this year. He's looked bad. They've got the worst offense in the National Football League in terms of points scored. Um, he's only completing 58% of his passes. Jesus. Um, he looks like a shell of himself. I can't look at a Sutton, a Jerry Judy, and all of a sudden believe that these brothers can't get it done. For years, we've been lamenting they haven't had a quarterback. Well, guess what? Thus far this season, they still don't have a quarterback in Denver because that ain't the Russell Wilson we've come to know and love who's a Super Bowl champion and went to back-to-back Super Bowls and what all, all of that stuff. We're not seeing that from him. You got $165 million guaranteed, and the reality is, is that you're literally watching him in press conferences. And you're almost to the point where you, you, you literally want, you literally in a different way. It's not to shut up and dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like folks tried to tell professional athletes, but you literally want to tell him to shut up and play. <laughs> and you don't mean it, you know, you don't mean it in that kind of harsh terms. You're meaning yeah, so, it in the sense that so you're Stephen not getting right. it done. You mean the let's ride stuff? You're not getting it yeah. done. Yeah. You departed from. And so what Stephen A. is saying, I had the same reaction last night because his press conference is are so cringy because he's still the Broncos country. Let's ride. Did like, he do it again no. last night? I didn't watch. Dude. He did it again? Yeah. yeah. No, no, thing. there's no way he didn't yeah, do he it did again. It. He, of course he not did. Not after that. No, not. but we, we, if he, you would have thought after <sighs> after the game against the Colts that he would have dropped it. So if he didn't drop it there, he wasn't dropping it. At least he, he went to, he was in late in this one. Did he and stay? Like they had a chance to win in this one. Did he stay in front of the mic the whole time? Did he get the full let's yeah, ride Yeah, no, out? I don't think he was trailing off and <laughs> fleeing to the locker room as he was let's riding it. But it's so cringy, and I do almost feel badly for him because he's trying to be optimistic, and he's still trying to be Russ, and he doesn't know how to be forlorn sad Russ, express anger Russ, express frustration Russ. So it comes off as disingenuine, which I guess is sort of his M.O. <laughs> but I feel for him because this is alien territory for Russell Wilson. And I'm not sure how he pulls himself out of this. He doesn't have the physical capabilities anymore. Yeah, he has Jerry Judy, but I don't think he has the weapons. And he certainly doesn't have the head coach 
to help pull him out of his pit. I It's a long ways away, a long ways away from him. The man was at the height of his powers, and he gave himself a nickname. He nicknamed himself Mr. Unlimited. And dangerous. And, 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 and here it is. Hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to like know. Like the good old days, real, real Theo. Exciting. Yeah, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an ultra uh, ego, right? And uh, I've been thinking about right. what my ultra ego would mm-hmm. be. An ultra ego, I, I, right? I think I have an ultra ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. You, know, go. you gotta be unlimited. You, know, right. you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about mm-hmm. or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, uh. you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Yep. It's not even the no. Who, who's your to that question. Russell? Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. Think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mister Unlimited. Tell him he goes to himself oh, for advice. Boy, I don't even. Get so that. that was at the height of his powers. He was Mister Unlimited. He was getting uh, Sierra in the mix. He was that, and he was. You're right. He was pretty good at football at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, we are a long ways away from Mister Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a whole... <laughs> Yo, hold on. Pump the brakes right quick. You... <laughs> I almost caught you stoned, Ken. Mm-hmm. Ken, you just said, I feel bad for Russell Wilson. I do. And then you just danced on his grave by, by pulling out Mr. Here's Unlimited. Here's the thing. Every right time I feel, I feel bad, though, I run into stuff like that. <laughs> and then I feel better. <laughs> so so this, is a, this, is, this is a hard place for me to go. And I don't even think I can. And I think the audience might hate me. But you said, how is he going to pull himself out of this hole? His answer would be his faith, you know, in, in the man above. Like That's he, true. He's going to face That's adversity. True. I almost, I, I legit just had coffee come back Only up my Only God esophagus. can save this man right now from how bad he's been, though. I mean, that honestly, you, yes. You have to stay the course. Yes. Because through this life of adversity, like, there's always one man that has your back, and that's God. And here's, Preach. A, here's a tweet from Jersey Jerry last night that, I myself enjoyed Barstool, but yes, Barstool okay. Jersey Jerry. Now I was afraid to like it. Afraid He's got to reply, all the Barstool afraid, uh, tweets on Stone notification. Stone so like all the Barstool people are like <laughs> former presidents. Like yeah. everybody's just gonna know who they are. Listen, so uh, this is not a tweet from a former president. It is not worded like one either. It reads: Jesus must hate you. At Dangerous Wilson. Oh, my goodness. Might be time to stop praising him. Now, obviously, wow. I, I didn't give that a like or a retweet or anything, and I don't support it. But you did mention. <laughs> but you did. Uh, but, 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 you did. But you did amplify it, it yeah. on <laughs> that, that is sort of an endorsement. <laughs> but, it, I, it, you know, for, for me, for, for a lot of these players, it's not like I'm going to say it's a cop-out when they go to that spot. But we want to flame him, and we want to talk about why he isn't playing good football. But he would just back it, as in he's not playing good football. He's just going through a tough time. There's one person who's always got his back. And that's the man I'm up in Jesus Christ. And it's just like at this point, <laughs> why are we, you know, still pulling these cards in your press conference? Like, let's talk X's and O's. Why are you missing man man reads yeah. when you have man? We're letting him do on. the rush. We're letting him do the rush that, thing. Where that's he says, kind hey, of my I'm point. Just, I'm yeah. hanging in there with my boy JC, Jesus Christ, uh, and uh, <laughs> God's gonna pull me out of this. And I believe in God. And Jesus died on the cross. And now me, I'm trying to avoid dying. And yes. so that's exactly my point. Like he's, true. we're letting him pull the rush card on us. So. Well, why are you playing bad football, Russ? Why don't you tell us that? Well, he can't tell you why. I think it's, he's not good at football. Like, but I don't think he knows. To be honest, how do you? So you leave it in God's hands. <laughs> 
Don't attack the man's faith right now. He are every I can't, part you're of right. his I don't have a right to tough. do that. Every part of his life right now is tough. Oh, so I mean, tough. They paid him $165 million guaranteed to play quarterback. See, that was God's will. I'd be I'd be, <laughs> I'd be uh, praising God. And that's why, honestly, I'm not asking him why this is happening to me. I, I, I don't feel one ounce of bad for Russell Wilson because uh, a lot of this is his own doing. It's his own poor play. It's not like he's surrounded by scrubs. Like And his own decision to leave Seattle. His own decision to leave Seattle. You he went also after him got for his paid. He got paid. Mm-hmm. He got $165 million guaranteed. I think the contract was, what, $250 mm-hmm. million, one of the richest contracts in NFL history. So he got his money. He already has a Super Bowl. He has a, a, a rock star wife. A good defense. Some, some great kids. Praise his God. life is good. And he has the, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, praise, you know what I'm saying? I'm rocking God. with Russ personally. You know yeah. what I feel bad for? Jersey Jerry, a miserable existence. Yeah, miserable. Well, yeah, of course, Jersey Jerry, who I just learned about yeah. today. But, <laughs> but also, the Denver Broncos. Like, you lose Javante Williams for the season. That was the one, like, shining light in that mm-hmm. offense. Now you have Melvin Gordon on the sidelines sobbing. Who? How many cutaways of Melvin Gordon do we need <laughs> I, to understand that he's not happy about I, not playing? I think there were 18. Cutaways. Yeah, like, and I think they spent 20 minutes on how he slid to third on the depth chart and him crying on the sideline. You would have thought he was the president the way we kept getting cuts of <laughs> – yeah. if I'm Melvin Gordon, somebody needs to text him, hey, man, go sit down, go to the locker room, something. Or yeah. smile. Yeah, or smile, but Hide don't be it. standing there sad. That was weird. Also, you have a head coach who has no clue what he's None. doing. I mean, I'm, I'm not Daniel there yet. Well, he, he hired a guy two, three weeks ago because he admitted, I have no clue what I'm doing with time management. I don't stuff. know what a clock is. I can't count. So I had to hire someone to count for me yeah. and tell me when to take time out. I'm not there yet on Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, he, that's cool. You, you could still be in on him. It's, it's early. You're right. But he's still in on right Carson now. Wentz. So I'm not surprised yeah. by this at all. Get better Theo. soon, buddy. And you like Baker Mayfield. Get so yeah. Better, get better soon. Get better soon, Carson. We're waiting. <laughs> and Baker. We wish Baker well. He, yeah. he hurt his leg. God. <sighs> Baker, uh, do do better soon. Uh, all your idols are are, are falling by the wayside. You know now. what's messed In up? In comes Taylor Heineke to save the day. Oh, Stone man. ruined the ESPN fantasy football ADPs when he drafted Baker Mayfield yeah. number one overall in our league. And I've always wondered, like, you know how every now and then you're looking at certain things, you're like, oh, this is weird. This is point zero 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 one percent. I wonder what happened there. Well, yeah, Baker Mayfield again. I have to keep mentioning this at any point was selected number one overall in our mm-hmm. fantasy football league mm-hmm. because of Stone Labanowitz here. It completely delegitimizes yeah. <laughs> anything that we do at ESPN West Palm, period. Yeah, and it just so happens that I'm 0-5 in that fantasy <laughs> league. But this week I got my first win. And who led that charge? Quarterback of the Giants, Daniel Jones, who I started at my QB1 spot this Smart week. Smart man. Smart mm-hmm. man. Um, so I did lose my point, but I want to go back to it. <laughs> the Denver Broncos, they had this base to be a 10-7 and team. Um, they had this... Outlook of a future of young you know, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon backing him up. A really good defense that we saw. Pat Sertain is one of the the, the highest risers when it comes yeah. from last year to this year. He's he's like a top five corner right now. No doubt. Feels like we say that about so many corners. He's up there though. Top five, top ten. They have so many good things going. Justin Simmons, Martin County product, but they're locked into Russ. And it feels like they're being held back by their coach and their quarterback, and both of them are in their first year. And how soon can they move well, off of them without losing the fan base? Any team that's being held back by its coach and its quarterback is not going to win a damn thing in the NFL. And so that Ooh. is a deadly combination. And that's where – but th- what's stunning is one of these quarterbacks, if you told me, oh, this, is, this ain't it for Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he just can't do this. He can't hack it. No, uh, yeah. I'd say, all right, I get it. But Russ is out there heaving the ball around, making things happen. But Russ is – 
is back. He's bad. In addition to Nathaniel Hackett, so I you can't recover from this. You can't move off of Russ is the problem. You're, I, you're, you're handcuffed right. to Russell Wilson. Absolutely right. not. And how I see it, why I'm not able to give up on Nathaniel Hackett? Because you look at Arizona, and I think it's Cliff Kingsbury who's holding Kyler Murray back. But I think it's Russell Wilson who's holding Nathaniel Hackett back. Like, Nathaniel Hackett may be a good coach. He might, yeah. But because Russell Wilson and this offense can't score points, now this blame goes to him. And I don't well, think it should go on him. You I should think trust Call your quarterback. Duty might be holding <laughs> Kyler Murray back a bit, too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a, it just, you know, I, I, just on the pie based chart, on what we've heard. Yeah, on the right. pie chart, that's definitely eating up a lot of it. Like it's <laughs> a, right. I, I, I talk time and time again how these quarterbacks, and you see it more at the college level than you do in the pros, but – at some point, as an offensive coordinator, you call these plays and you are banking on your quarterback doing 90% of the work. Like, yeah, I gave you the play call, but you go up to the line and you get the right check on. It's third and seven. You get outside the pocket and make something happen, whether it's with your legs or whether it's an across-the-field, cross-your-body throw. Like, these are things you expect your quarterback to do. Kyler's doing it for Cliff Kingsbury. Russell Wilson is not doing it for Nathaniel Hackett. So you call the right plays, you dial up the right stuff. He's the one who's not executing it, and all of a sudden this blames on Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not. I'm not there yet. It's wild. Through six games in Denver, he's throwing 58.6 percent. He has five touchdowns to three interceptions. His quarter. His 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 rating 83.4. He was 129.8 2020 in Seattle. Mm. 125.3 2021 in Seattle. 2019 124.7. Think about it. In 2020, through five games, he had 19 touchdowns. Through Crazy. five games, Crazy. he had 19 touchdowns. He has five in six games with Denver. So, Stephen A. Smith, we heard him say, like, this is the most disappointing player in the NFL. When we're talking strictly about quarterbacks, and remember, this is the same position where arguably the all-time benchmark at that position, Tom Brady said two weeks ago, when I look around the NFL, I'm just seeing a lot of bad football. Seeing a lot of bad football. There's bad quarterback play from guys who you never thought You'd say that about Russ being the top of this Mount Everest of suck. Okay? Mm. So he's at the peak right now. So say he's standalone. Other than Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? And I've got to go to Brady. This is a guy who's taken every Wednesday off. This is a guy who's going to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday, Mm. missing walkthrough on a Saturday... And then putting out a clunker while being out his offensive line on the sideline in a loss to Pittsburgh. So I just don't understand how we can sit here and say, oh, Tom Brady, at this age, he can do whatever he wants. He can call the shots. He can do it. It's fine. But it's clearly not fine. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're not playing well. Brady right now is 15th in QBR. 6.7 yards per attempt. That's 21st mm. in the NFL. He's just dinking and dunking his way to 3-3 three and three right now. Like Tom Brady has become a distraction to the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's not playing well enough for the Buccaneers, and I think Tom Brady is, after Russ, the biggest disappointment NFL quarterback this season, especially coming off of the retire and unretire and uh, miss 11 days of training camp into whatever this is this year. Yeah, plain and simple, Tom Brady is <clears throat> hes obviously distracted and he isn't as locked in as what he used to be and he's doing this at the worst time in his career because his his we've always heard this and we learned this is, this is what makes the Brady story just so compelling and mm-hmm. it's the American dream. It's because he was maniacal. 
He was an ultra competitor. He prepared better than anybody else. He was always ready for every situation. Now we're seeing what it would have looked like if Tom Brady wasn't like that, and we're seeing it when he's, what, 46 years yeah. old? Like, yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Or is he 45? It was like, he's be, 45. Don't he be adding be. a random year on Sorry there. about but that, he's, Tommy. He, he looks 48. Like, I, I mean, I just – you can't have – even if it's Tom Brady – and Stone, I know you can speak to this. You cannot have a quarterback who's half there, especially if it's Tom Brady, right? Like I would, Josh Allen. Hey, take a day off. Go to Robert Kraft's wedding because you know what? On Sunday, when you need to improvise and it's third and six, I believe that preparation mm-hmm. can help you, but also being six five, two fifty, yeah. sure. is going to get at, you past the at sticks. Forty five, you have got to be still the same maniacal you've yes. been in preparation to overcome your age. And sure, are you still capable? Absolutely, but. Also, too, Tom Brady is that Buccaneers locker room. There is no bigger influence in that locker room than Tom Brady. So if he, at that age, is just sort of half there, it affects his play, which is going to be problematic, but also it affects the team as a whole Mm. as well. As a quarterback, though, especially, you can't be half there. Half Brady ain't going to cut it. Yeah, I'll even up the ante on you there. Not only can you not be half there, but you have to have relationships with the guys. And there's been one thing that's been sticking out with me through all this, I guess, past few weeks or months that we've seen with this Brady debacle going on. So we saw, you know, when they drafted Tristan Wirfs, mm-hmm. that Wirfs didn't have Tom Brady's number, right? So he sees him as an extraterrestrial guy. Like, he has no relationship with them. I also recently saw a video at a rookie premiere which was a month ago of Tom Brady and the rest of the Buccaneers. It was a rookie defensive lineman, I think, that was drafted for them. He was getting his hair cut. It was just a thing the Buccaneers were putting on. And Tom Brady took a Sharpie out, and he randomly signed the shoes of this rookie getting his hair cut. And I watched this rookie's face go bright red. He was embarrassed, and he looked up at Brady and didn't know what to say. And he said, I'm honored. Thank you, sir. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a a guy on your team who's telling you that he's honored that you signed his shoes like obviously there's no relationship there so if you don't have a relationship with these young guys and you're doing that yelling at guys in the offensive line I know what they're saying on the other side of the line line like who the bleep is this guy who does this guy think he is like he can't show up on a Saturday can't show up on a Wednesday and I was gonna get in my face on the sideline just tick for tack verbatim that right there that's clearly being said in this locker room at this point and it's all because he doesn't have a relationship with these guys and you can't lie and say that he does because there's evidence that he doesn't I think that that weighs more heavy than him being half in, half out. Like, who Great is this point. guy? After Great Russell point. Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? There's a number of guys you could point to based on expectation, based on what we thought they were. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? I think it's Brady. Brady's one foot out the door and all the distractions at home. And listen, there's nothing he can do about that. But this isn't good enough. His demeanor on the sideline, the smashing tablets, the getting an offensive lineman faces after you went to the wedding of the man who owned your former team and can't be bothered to show up to walk through the next day and think that at 45 you're going to show up and put a beating on the Steelers? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That is not sustainable for the Buccaneers. That's not good for the team. Tom Brady putting himself above team for the first time in his career actually doesn't look great for Tom Brady. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888 760 
3776. And before we get ourselves to break, I need to tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Other than Russ... Who's been the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. It's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We still got two Russell Wilson experiences to come on primetime. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Two more still to come. We are going to get a break. Don't worry. Next Monday night, Bailey Zappi, Justin Fields, hey. Showdown. That's going to be big right there. That's roofplane.com, Boca Raton Bowl alum. Also, Bailey's happy he's going to work the hell out of Justin Fields. I was about to say, he might be. He might start off 3-0 with the Patriots. I think he might be Tom Brady apparent, heir apparent as we see Brady uh, kind of fall off that cliff. Are you hoping for that? Or are you making this claim? He's, is he, he, has he not or been this good? roof claim. He, oh, ooh. <laughs> he's exceeded expectations, but we're talking heir apparent to Brady. Let's, uh, hey, I know that's our boy. If though. I would have said this back in, what, 01 when Brady was doing it, Nobody would have believed me. So you know what? I'll, I'll be the guy. I think the difference the is guy. that uh, Tom Brady went to Michigan and Bailey Zappi was at Houston Baptist. Going well, to then he went to Western Kentucky. That's and then true. He, then he set a single-season record for passing touchdowns and passing yards. So that I just he know did. he looks the part. Also, and I spent a whole offseason ripping Matt Patricia, and now I look like a dumbass. <laughs> Back, well, Mac Jones made me look like a dumbass. Yes, Mac Jones did. was the problem. Uh, and also, after Bailey Zappi set the record, who was the one that was post-game asking Bailey Zappi to take photos with him? Oh, uh, you. you! This guy, I can't believe you're turning ba- your back on Bailey Zappi right now because you after that, you were fanboying uh, so he hard. He loves him some Bailey Zappi. Oh, Bailey, Bailey, touch my arm. <laughs> I'm never going to wash my hands. Listen, he stopped me oh, when I was walking oh, the field. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure, Bailey, said, I'm sure the Bailey Zappi was what seeking out Stone Lebanowitz. He said, you're the producer for Ken Levick Alive, right? And I was like, oh, it's cool you know that. He said, I listen to you guys frequently and I appreciate all the love you've given me. You want to take a pic? And I said, Sure, sure, Bailey. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I was there, and I don't remember going no. like that. Yeah, like I look, I, I look on it because I caught COVID like immediately after that, so I had plenty of time to be scrolling social media. Yeah. And sure enough, Stone Bailey Zappy <laughs> arm, arm over shoulder Instagram story. Kendall Vick alive oh, here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> you can't claim Bailey Zappy anymore. You can't do it anymore. I can't believe. I, think, I thought you were going to jump on that train. That's fine. I'll hit him up after the show. Tell him I apologize. <laughs> I think Stone had a post. Actually, it wasn't just the story. I think it made his feed. With this Bailey man Zappi. right here just hit college football's <laughs> passing record. What a stud! Gonna kill it. Does that sound like me? Yeah, it yeah, does. yeah, it does yeah, actually. 
If this it, dude. If anybody would do it, yeah. This dude's the goat emoji. My bad. You got to bar stool it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, him. Yeah, he's <laughs> him. He's got that dog in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing, they have a lot going on always. You hear us talk about them all the time. They are the new title sponsor of the hottest fantasy game in all of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Damn Coast. Right. Weekend Warriors. By the way, we are going to give our winner of the $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing from this weekend's Weekend Warriors in just a couple of moments, but Stormhouse Brewing, they have come by, they have rolled through, and our friend Preston Ross from Stormhouse Brewing is jumping on for a couple of minutes because, like I said, it's not just a local craft brewery with a full menu, which does not happen. This is the location, North Palm Beach County, where you can get craft beer and you can get full menu, the kitchen, everything is delicious there, but there's not only football and NFL Sunday ticket. Mm. There's also soccer, Premier League, Bundesliga, whatever you're watching in the mornings. But also, the World Cup is on the way, and this is where you should be watching World Cup matches. Mm. And oh yeah, this Saturday, Oktoberfest is coming around. Beer! And Preston is with us here. Preston Ross on Ken LeVick Alive. Preston, um, first off, welcome back. It's good to have you in the Ken LeVick Alive family once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Good to see you. It's been a while. And so, um, first things first, there are so many things to sort out here. Let's focus on Oktoberfest on Saturday. Three o'clock is when everything gets going, right? Yep, three o'clock. Three we o- got a, a big live German band coming in from Orlando. All so right. That's how we kick things off. Lederhosen? Is there, are, are oh, we, yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. So bring your Lederhosen. Yes. Uh, we also have a facial hair contest. So okay. that's one for you, Ken, All right. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Preston, yeah, yeah. Preston yeah, do you know the name of this band? Yeah, the King Guys Band okay. um, from Orlando. Okay. So they're a specific German band for just Oktoberfest. So nice. they come in and party the place up. We're going to have it all spruced up and nice. Uh, we've got a specific German menu just for the day. So our chefs can be cooking up some good stuff. And I know that we brought some of that stuff for you guys to try today. Hell so you'll, yeah. you'll definitely enjoy that. It's here today. Yeah. It's here it's today. Here today. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. I haven't eaten today. So we're talking good. sausage. We're talking pretzel. We're talking, I'm sure, Saturday. Ooh. Crap. You got Ooh. the whole thing. You oh, got yeah. the German menu. Oktoberfest, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Uh, all the festivities get underway. And this thing is going to be an absolute riot. Stormhouse Brewing. Uh, US1, Crystal Cove Commons, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. The facial hair contest. So I'm telling you, you you've been you've been grooming facial hair for something. You weren't quite sure what. Now you know. This is it. Yeah, this is your moment. Yeah, go sure. out, win prizes, drink beer, uh, and all of the, uh, the 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 craft beer. It's on site there. It, it, this is this is brewed on site. Master Brewer is there. German trained, right? Yes, Master yeah. Brewer. That's so Chris. this is. Yes. Right? So yeah. our, our master brewer, Chris Brinzo, uh, he's one of the owners, actually. And he did. He trained out in Germany. Um, that's where he got his certification. And obviously that, that holds near and dear to his heart. So he comes in and all of our German beers that he's made specifically for this Oktoberfest are very authentic. And I know that you guys will enjoy them. So Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I, sir. I have to ask a question now that you bring up Chris. Okay. Do y'all still have the hang time? Yes. The hang time, Pat O'Donnell, yes. Palm Beach mm-hmm. Central, the hang time beer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know this is Oktoberfest, but yeah. I tried that one out with Chris and it was amazing. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, we, we partnered with Pat O'Donnell with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, he's a local kid and uh, he's actually close friends with, with one of our owners, Josh Brinzo, who's been on the show before. And uh, with him, we decided to collaborate on a beer and we brought him in and we did this Pilsner, which is just fantastic. Mm. And obviously, hang time is is a nod to the punter yeah. <laughs> in him with the with the hang time oh, on yeah. his punch. But, yeah, that's a, that's one of our top sellers, actually. It's really good for, like, golf courses and stuff like that. So, obviously, here in Palm Beach County, it, it goes crazy. It's really good. And also, it, you know, right at the right time, because 
Aaron Rodgers has given Pat O'Donnell all kinds plenty, of opportunities to punt the ball of this chances year, so for some hang time. <laughs> yeah, without question. Uh, what was the name of the band Stone that's going to be there Saturday? The band is the King Guys. The October King Fest Guys. Band. Let's go ahead and crank some King Guys here. You're going to hear them Saturday, Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing again, three o'clock. Everything gets going. US One, Crystal Cove comes. Imagine sitting there. Got King guys playing. Holding okay. the hang time in your hand. Got sausage platter right mm. in front Ooh. of you. You've got craft beer brewed on site. Could be a hang time. Could be something else. Okay. And since it's Saturday, you've got college football on because this is where you are watching college football as well. Is Stormhouse Brewing. By the way, Palm Beach County Gators Club location. Gators fans, if you're in North County, hell, if you're anywhere. But if you're in North County especially, this is where you're going to watch the Gators every single Saturday. Okay. And then, speaking of Germany, you you say to yourself, wait, Germany, where do I know? Oh, yeah, the World Cup is coming up. Mm. You guys are going to be the headquarters to watch the World Cup, a rare fall edition of the World Cup. This is right in your guys' wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for me and and Josh, who's one of my best friends, um, that was was a big part of it. Like, we started out, we both went to Baylor University in Texas and – and every morning we'd catch the Premier League and we watched the 2014 World Cup out there. So this is this is eight years in the making here for us U.S. fans. And we definitely want to make sure at Stormhouse that it's well represented out here. So every game is going to be on at Stormhouse. It's going to be an absolute party. We've got some fun stuff planned for it, some special merchandise. Yep. And, and I think that's going to be near and dear to my heart. So I'm really looking forward to that whole month. Even though it's a weird fall World Cup, but and I, it's going to be bizarre. Yeah, but it's going to be awesome. To it. it is going to be awesome. And so, uh, by the way, ESPN 106.3 is partnering up with Stormhouse Brewing during the World Cup as well. And myself, Julian Zaldivar, Ilias Bustamante, we're going to be doing live local shows as well uh, throughout the World Cup. And uh, we're going to be brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing, and we're going to be out there at Stormhouse Brewing. And so, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that uh, on the 19th for the first. First match, USA versus Wales. We're going to have yep. Ken out here for the show. Yep. and We're coming for you, Gareth Bale. It's going to be an absolute party. <laughs> yeah, if, we, if we don't take Gareth Bale, I'm going to be a little I, bit. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> he's, he's relaxing in L.A. He doesn't need to, to take it serious. Yeah, yeah. He's past his prime. Let's go ahead. Let the new kids come out yeah. and, and beat up on Ken, Gareth Bale. Ken, did you see uh, Theo laughing like he knew who Gareth Bale was? I know, Bale was. Yes, no I, Gareth Bale. Has no I know who he is. He played for the team, the yellow and black team on FIFA. Yeah. The yellow and black. I don't know team. how to say the name. Bo- Dorfmann. Yeah, whatever. I know who Garrett Bell is. Don't try to play me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, Stone. You realize he's in L.A. now, right? I I didn't know. Okay, oh, yeah, there we go. That's, MLS right uh-huh. now. That's he's news a, to me. He's an MLS guy, which means he's going to retire in about seven <laughs> seconds. I haven't played FIFA in like ten years. <laughs> you could tell. Uh, so you mentioned you went to Baylor. You and Josh went to Baylor. Um, Matt Rule. He, this is a former Panthers fan. He hates Matt Rule. Yes. I have to imagine though uh, that Preston, you are pro Matt Rule in a in a sense. In, in a sense, yes. Definitely. So where do you think he's going to land? Uh, do, you, do you have positive prospects for him now that he's unemployed for a bit? Uh, if you want my opinion, Matt Rule needs to go back to college mm-hmm. because the everything that I heard about him at Baylor anyways is that he was very motivational-based. And, yeah, you can get college kids hyped up for that. But no, he was the Tony I, Robbins approach. But I, I knew the moment he was going to the NFL that it was going to be a, an interesting approach to how are you going to motivate uh-huh. these guys to make millions of dollars. And uh it, it didn't it didn't go well. It did not pan out. Wait, <laughs> it that did didn't work? work. It, it, it was problematic. Hiring the Baylor head football coach uh-huh. that didn't win the Big 12. Hey, but it took JC seven years. Yeah, I was going to pull up the JC thing. Jay-Z. This is a really good point because he does use the motivational stuff. Yes, I forgot about JC. Like, like this, like he, comparing himself to JC. 
but I believe it's 1,000% working. I just know no one can see it, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, I tell our team all the time, Incredible. it took Jay-Z like yeah. seven years. <laughs> it, took, it took him seven years. He had to start his own agency to, to become famous, to become an overnight sensation. Like, yeah. It takes time. So, Preston, just know that that was the coach you hold in such high esteem for building back Baylor. I didn't say that he was my favorite head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing with us again Saturday, Oktoberfest. Uh, can we get back? Can we can we get the King guys back a little bit here so we can we can just set the scene? 3 o'clock Saturday, Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing. And don't forget they have NFL Sunday ticket, all your NFL needs. Don't forget they're there, your World Cup headquarters. Don't forget that they're... A great location, Palm Beach County Gators Club. Go watch Gators games there. But also Oktoberfest is Saturday, 3 o'clock. Facial hair contest. Of course, the craft beer. German-trained master brewer. All there. His talents for you to consume. The German menu. The full kitchen at Stormhouse Brewing. Be out there. Go earlier than 3 o'clock. Go earlier than 3 o'clock. Watch college football. Get the buzz going. But then... You'll be ready to go at 3 o'clock when everything gets crazy. So yes, the party starts at 3 o'clock. I love it. Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing. Brother, thank you for coming in. Thank you for the food. Yeah, we'll thanks for having me, guys. I pictures appreciate Pictures all over the ESPN West Palm social media outlets of this delicious food. We got the sausage. We got the pretzels. What all? And what else do we have out there? Uh, pierogies as well. Oh, the pierogies. My God. Yeah. That's my all God. me right there. My God. Stone's going to go kill. That's my favorite. Kill some pierogies. Yes. We'll be back and we'll be stuffed. Preston, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, guys. Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. These are the king guys. They'll be out Saturday. Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive. On ESPN 106.3. So the Treasure Coast has dominated Weekend Warriors in the first two weeks. The $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing went to Port St. Lucie last week. Who was that? Kevin? That was Kevin. Kevin in Port St. Lucie got the 50 Because we don't... We don't just do things small around here. We're not giving a, here's a $5 gift card. No, 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 no. Put a zero on that beat. $50 gift card. Congratulations are in order for our winner in the second go-around, the wideout edition Mm -hmm. of Weekend Warriors. Thanks to the Bengals, Jamar Chase, Mike and Stewart. Mike! Mike in Stewart, just a quick little drive down to North Palm. Use that $50 gift card at Stormhouse Brewing. Mike is our winner. We'll play Weekend Warriors again Thursday afternoon here on ESPN 106.3. The food is delicious. Want to thank everybody at Stormhouse Brewing, Preston Ross especially, for coming through and for hanging out with us. Go check them out Saturday for Oktoberfest. Check them out anytime. But check them out Saturday, especially Oktoberfest, Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Back to the task at hand, and that is figuring out who the biggest NFL quarterback disappointment is, not named Russell Wilson, because it's Russ, and then it's everybody else. I think that's pretty clear, right? Like you're, You can try to make a case, but you're not going to make a convincing case that any quarterback's having a worse season than Russell Wilson. It, uh... To be honest with you, though, uh, there's two guys both wearing the same number that, depending on who you ask, 
because of how high the expectations were for them to contend? Because at least you could say with Russell Wilson, he was at best or, you know, second or third best in his division. So you're talking 12s. You're I'm talking, talking Rodgers. You're talking Brady. I'm talking Rodgers, Brady, two guys who are supposed to be head and shoulders above mm. anybody else in their division at quarterback play, and both of them being outplayed by multiple quarterbacks in their division. Now, I do think that Tom Brady is the quarterback that's the answer to this question. Yeah. Other than Russ, he's been the most disappointing QB in the NFL, and it's not necessarily because the numbers. His numbers. His personal numbers. Though, you can't argue with the fact that 6.7 yards per attempt, that's 21st amongst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not even trying to stretch the field with his weapons. The Buccaneers are a disappointing 3-3. Three and three. They lost at woeful Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh last weekend. The same Pittsburgh where Zach Wilson tore him up in the fourth quarter the weekend before. The same uh, Pittsburgh Steelers where the Bills just ran roughshod over them and that game was over after 15 minutes, okay? Yeah. Um, but it's also, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Tom Brady, and I'm certainly sympathetic to his family situation, and I'm sympathetic to his age, but he's not all in. And it is clear that he's not all in. He's not hiding it. No. And he's not. Yeah, exactly. It's out in the open for the world to see as well. And what he's banking on is getting the benefit of the doubt regardless because he's Tom Brady. He's banking because he is Brady that people are going to say, huh, but this is the GOAT. So why would we even question it? Well, look, through six weeks, now I am questioning it. Got to. Because he missed 11 days in training camp. He doesn't show up for practice any Wednesday. He missed Friday and Saturday walkthrough to be at Robert Kraft's wedding. That equals three and three. That equals a disappointment. They should be absolutely dominating their division, and I can make the argument even though they beat the Falcons, they did so in a very controversial way, and you can make the argument Atlanta might be a better team than the Bucs. Yeah, that's the worst part Ooh. about it. That NFC South is, is so bad, which uh, they almost are guaranteeing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a playoff spot. That's so we'll thing. be seeing this guy in the first round at one point. If he gets a matchup he likes. They're a wild card team, though. It, oh, uh, no. Uh, are they? Because who? They're not getting a. I mean, you realize. Well, they'll play on wild cards. Yeah, there's I'm only. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also think. When you say that, they're a wild card team, I yeah. thought you were saying that they wouldn't win the division, which is. No, they'll win the division, but I also right. could see them being. Maybe they'll host a playoff game then, but I can see them getting bounced. Yeah, they'll they'll play on wild card weekend, and. Which I guess I forget. It's like super wild card weekend and wild right. card. It's weird Ultra now. Ultra immense card yeah. weekend so, now. <laughs> what would make this okay is if Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady duked it out, and the old guy I would prefer who's going to bounce who first in, in the first round of the playoffs. Let's make sure. Let's set that up, NFL. Whoever's whoever set up the Russell Wilson eighty million primetime games <laughs> to start the season uh-huh. off, and the Deshaun Watson comeback week twelve against the Texans. Yeah, 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 yeah. that too. Set up. Brady versus Rodgers, first round of the playoffs. We only have to see one of them once and the other one one more time before they both get bounced. Then maybe that's the you know retirement tour finally. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely in this convo. Come on. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the back-to-back MVP. Yeah. This is a guy who didn't leave any money left over for his top target over the last it's couple of years. Too. And it Ooh. is showing. I mean, uh, you've got Al Lazar now. You're down to Lazar. Everything else is a question mark. In terms of pass catchers with that offense. But Aaron Rodgers also not exactly playing inspiring football. You said it two weeks ago in London. Came off as lackadaisical on the final drive. On the final series of downs by the goal line against the Giants. So much so, so many questions swirling. The Matt LaFleur yesterday was asked about how much input does Aaron Rodgers get in this offense. Think about that. He, Aaron Rodgers is struggling so much that 
Wisconsin media is now trying to come up with excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, he's not involved enough. And Matt LaFleur said, no, he's really heavily involved in this. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been really close to as disappointed in my mind as Tom Brady. Not quite there because at least Aaron Rodgers is at each practice and he appears to be all in, at least physically. But Aaron Rodgers has been a rough watch. There is there is no denying that. It's been a very, very rough. What was the word you used? Watch. I said watch, I think. Rough, oh, rough. I thought a little you, raunchy. I, I thought you were going to teach me a new word. He's been a really rough raunch. <laughs> so, rough raunch? So, so seriously, though. <laughs> and and I'm not going to defend him. I, I I did say he was too cool for school getting last today. He's cool to lose to uh, Daniel Jones, followed by Zach Wilson. Is never pretty. And Bailey Zappi took him to overtime. I can't let that yeah. slide. Plenty of, Lambeau. Plenty of opportunities to lose that game. Yeah. So, yeah, Bailey Zappi. His name needs to be thrown in there. But, again, if there's one window of defense that, that I can peek through, it would be offensively they're trying to do a lot of different things too. Watching film and watching other guys break but them at down. At what point is this not an excuse anymore when you're a month and a half into the season? I get what you're saying. If this is week three, I'd be like, yeah, Stone, totally. But, like, when does that end? I, I'm not sure. Ask Tom Brady. Ask Kyler Murray. Ask Russell Wilson. Like, ask Matt Ryan. These guys are struggling to get a grip on, on their playbook. And with, Matt, with Aaron Rodgers, seeing a lot of two running back sets – they're trying to send all these guys in motion. Randall Cobb is probably the only one who understands what they're trying to do offensively. Like, they don't have an identity. That's what Dan Rolofsky said a long time ago, or not a long time ago, a few weeks ago. This offense is going to be better at the end of the season than they are now. They don't have an identity. They don't have a number one guy. Aaron Rodgers is probably trying to play Superman out there for, for 60 minutes and four quarters, and it's not working. They look terrible. Who's more disappointed right now, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Like, Devontae Adams is putting up numbers, but they are not putting up wins. I think Devontae Adams. Because, I would agree. Because he also has less control over the outcome as a receiver. Like he the, the game is in Derek Carr's hands. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams has to has to hope and pray that Carr gets it to him at the right moments. And also it's so many other factors around him. Like that Raiders defense can't hold a candle to what the Packers have, at least talent talent wise. Like Devontae Adams does not see a route to winning. Aaron Rodgers is still in the NFC North. With a Fugazi Vikings team that's five and one, I feel like he's I probably. I don't understand it. Kirk Cousins is not good. <laughs> Keyshawn put the Minnesota Vikings at number two on his top ten uh, power rankings this week. They're like, God. if you're going chalk just because they're five and one, sure, make them number two. But no, yeah, a lot of critical thinking going into that from Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, uh, look at the records. Uh, five yeah. and one. Okay, number two. These yeah. are like, the real power rankings. <laughs> yeah, these are the real key rankings. And he, and he had the New York Giants at number eight. Okay, I, now you're confusing me, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. That's is, I don't know. I don't I care don't. because power rankings suck, even if they're real. <laughs> Nonsense. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Also, when we return, Miami, Florida, Florida State. Who's furthest away from contending? And a hypothetical about the Canes that Mario Cristobal fans. I got news for you. I don't think it's going to make you super happy. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN One Hundred Six Three. Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It has gotten so bad that there's Russ and then there's everybody else in the discussion of bad quarterback play this season. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become?
become best friends? Yup! You wanna go do karate in the garage? Yup! Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. We are in historic times, unique times in football. Because in my opinion, my humble observation, we have a top 10 all-time unwatchable NFL team that we're still locked in for, standalone prime time, two more times this season. I it, This is the perfect storm of bad quarterback play, bad team, bad head coach, and bad TV scheduling. The pain the Denver Broncos are inflicting on the nation is unprecedented my god it's almost impressive how all of this crap has come together to form this category five crap a cane ken levick alive on a tuesday here on espn 106.3 the free espn app and on your smart speaker and a john levine accident attorney studios downtown west palm beach phillips point towers right across from the hot and uncomfortable and you know the drill intercoastal stone the banowitz friday night lights he is Radio Life Partner, and he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Tuesday is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And I don't even know what more to say about Russ. We've had as many conversations as we can have about Russ. Oh, he's diminished. Oh, he's overpaid. Oh, he's corny. Oh, uh, is, is he washed? Uh, why do his teammates not like him? Why does everybody clown him? We can no longer have another Russell Wilson conversation. We have legitimately run out of things to talk about with Russell Wilson because it's the same thing every time he takes the field. It's bad. It's underwhelming. It's bad. It's underwhelming. He loses in prime time, and we move on. Yeah, that's the the rough part about it is there's no more room for nuance here. No, like, we've and the problem is again you mentioned it. It's the schedule makers at this point, like. There has to be some kind of option. We saw this like two weeks into yeah. the season. We should have been flexing them out of these primetime games. We're forced to continue to have this conversation because we're forced <laughs> to watch Russell Wilson continue to play like, football. Like, this is unprecedented there, time. We, we have never seen a confluence of events like this Ugh. where you have not only a bad quarterback, but he also happens to be the corniest <laughs> quarterback. He also happened to be given a $250 million Ugh. contract extension in the offseason. He also happens to be married to a super megastar yeah. uh, pop star. And... Every Broncos game in the first six weeks of the season is pretty much standalone on prime time. So it's not like we can avoid him. It's not like he's hidden at 1 o'clock. He's there for the world to see, which I think is not only crappy for us, but I think makes him probably feel worse. <laughs> so the NFL is basically trolling us at this point because they know we're going to watch the game. They know every— We have no other option. We, I mean, we have no other option. No. And what were we going to watch? Rain delay theater for the Yankees <laughs> last night? The worse it gets, I, I think the more we're going to want to— Watch, so we're gonna keep getting well, more. No. I'm gonna start tuning into no. Denver Broncos no. game no. at Sunday in the no. one o'clock window. I'm with Theo. You're wrong. No, Theo is totally <laughs> right about this because there is a such thing as fun bad. Like you can be young and bad. Like Josh Allen, his rookie year, oh, that, he yeah. was bad, but it was fun because he's barrel rolling all over the place and he's heaving the ball seventy yards into quadruple coverage. That's fun stuff. Russ is like. 
Incomplete eight-yard oh. pass. Incomplete six-yard pass. Can't throw over the middle. Missing a guy standing wide open in the middle of the defense. Like, the Broncos are not fun bad. They're unwatchable bad to the point of, <laughs> when do real housewives start? It, it, it's bad. Like, first and ten stone, what are the Broncos going to do? They're going to run the ball. Right up the middle. Right up the Every middle. Every single, like, two yards. See, but I, that's what's fun to me because, you know, when we, get to, when we get to overtime and the Chargers are punting to Denver – Everybody at home knows they're not going to drive the field. <laughs> they're not going so anywhere. it's like you're wondering whether it's going to be three and out or a turnover, which to me is like fun. Ooh, give the ball back well, to Justin Herbert. I think that's the problem too. I would like it more if Russell Wilson was like throwing pick sixes or yeah, getting like or like, getting like nailed in the pocket right. and fumbling the ball and I see a, a scoop and score. Like it's not even that. It's just like methodically it's, sucking. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's mechanical sucktitude. It never ends. Like if I Russ hate- was doing prime Seahawks things where he's scrambling outside the pocket, running 15 yards, and then winding up and heaving it into the end mm. zone. That's fun. And if he th- if he had seven interceptions, eight interceptions at this point, I'd be like, you know what? At least he's trying to make something happen. But this is dullard, beat your brains in with a hammer type of stuff. So you talked about Prime Russ escaping the pocket, making plays with his legs, all the scrimmage the stuff we saw him do in Seattle. So there was a stat that stood out to me. You know, checking the gambling lines, you want to go check out all the player props. It's just something fun we all do. I didn't have any action in the game last night, but Russell Wilson's rushing prop was at 11 and a half yards. And I, I almost peed down my leg when I saw it because I'm like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's one play for us. He's gonna... And then I went and uh-huh. did a little more research in his first 10 seasons with Seattle, he averaged over 30 yards rushing a game. With Denver, through what, six weeks? Mm-hmm. 9.5 yards a mm-hmm. game. And, yeah. like, there's the tell. Mm-hmm. Like, and I we, think he got it last night. Oh, he, he got it over. Yeah. I think he got it on one play. Yeah, he yeah. got it in one or two rushes late in that fourth quarter. But that was kind of all I needed to see. I'm like, whoa. So this system is entirely different for Russ. He's under center at least 50% of the snaps he's out there. So there's kind of the answer to why we're seeing this. This isn't the same system Russell has played in for all this time, so he's still trying to get a, a grip on this playbook in Denver. Well, I also think he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I yeah. also think that— With that being said, he's, yeah, he's also bad. bad. You know what? This this It kind of takes me back. Remember after—I think it was week one, yeah. Seahawks, Broncos, week one. Oh, who could ever forget the 64-yard Who could ever goal? forget the, Now, in, in retrospect— Maybe there's a reason why Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> wanted a 64-yard you know field what? goal instead of putting in the, hand, the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson. Like we, it makes sense. We that's not even that. A, that's dude. not conspiracy and theory. Maybe yeah. just maybe that was the right play for the Broncos he because knew. Russ, Russ isn't getting them those five yards on fourth but and five. They uh-uh. passed up on a 56-yard field goal with under a minute or two minutes to play in the fourth quarter last night. Well, so yeah. I well, don't know if we can make well, that argument. So though. here's what it, I think. This is what it is. Nathaniel Hackett realized throughout the offseason, Oh. This is not that guy. Like, he's not the guy that I thought I would have. Well, the problem is Nathaniel Hackett ain't that guy. Well, either. yeah, I mean, but come on. You've I mean, got two. You're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not that guy times two, and it's presenting major problems <laughs> for the world right now. Right. So, but what, what, what Nathaniel Hackett is doing now is now that he know, like, he knew he wasn't that guy. Now he knows that his job is in jeopardy if he doesn't put Russ out there. Yes. And instead, like, if he, if he goes for the 54-yard field goal and they miss it, it's, oh, Nathaniel Hackett going for the field goal again. Instead, he puts the ball in the hands of his $250 million, or $250 million quarterback, and he's like, Russ, you go show the world in prime time that you suck. 
and maybe I can stick <laughs> yeah. around for another year. Put this on full display. Yeah, Put, like uh, throwing him under the bus. He tried to protect Russ in week one. The Russ bus. It now sh- he's letting Russ cook. It goes to, it goes to show how much the, <laughs> the NFL is a business. Go cook, Russ. Kitchen catches on fire. <laughs> because he was trying to be a real NFL coach. Like, that was the decision he made. He kicked that field goal. If they made that kick, they win the game. <laughs> yeah. A real but now he's, boy coach. And now he's like, all right, fine, fine. People, the court of public opinion, you guys want to see yeah, why? You, you want to see Russ? Fine. Hey, <laughs> Russ, cook. So it's not even his fault. You're right. He's like, fine, here you guys here go. Here he is. And, and it's all re- of his glory. It's really how it's happening. I mean, right now, Russ can't even turn the stove on. Mm-mm. He's struggling. He's struggling He's with like, a stove. Is this gas or electric? Yeah. This is, what, what <laughs> how do I, I do this? Do I need a lighter? Like, oh, does this That's work? That's a really good analogy because he's in a kitchen he's never cooked in before. No. Oh, it's it, rough. It's to the point where this morning on first take, they legitimately had the discussion about whether or not Russell Wilson is the Super Bowl champion. Russell Wilson. $250 million man, Russell Wilson. They had a conversation, and Stephen A. Smith made the point that Russ is the most disappointing player in the entire NFL this season. Here's Stephen A. on Russ. Is Russ the most disappointing player in the NFL right now? I would say yes. Um, let me be very, very clear. I'm, I've always been a fan of Russell uh, Wilson. Um, not this year. He's looked bad. They've got the worst offense in the National Football League in terms of points scored. Um, he's only completing 58% of his passes. Jesus. Um, he looks like a shell of himself. I can't look at a Sutton, a Jerry Judy, and all of a sudden believe that these brothers can't get it done. For years, we've been lamenting they haven't had a quarterback. Well, guess what? Thus far this season, they still don't have a quarterback in Denver because that ain't the Russell Wilson we've come to know and love who's a Super Bowl champion and went to back-to-back Super Bowls and what all, all of that stuff. We're not seeing that from him. You got $165 million guaranteed, and the reality is, is that you're literally watching him in press conferences. And you're almost to the point where you, you, you literally want, you literally in a different way. It's not to shut up and dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like folks tried to tell professional athletes, but you literally want to tell him to shut up and play. <laughs> and you don't mean it, you know, you don't mean it in that kind of harsh terms. You're meaning yeah, so, it in the sense that so you're not Stephen getting right. it done. You mean the let's ride stuff? You're not getting it yeah. done. Yeah. You departed from. And so it. what Stephen A is saying, I had the same reaction last night because his press conference is, are so cringy because he's still the Broncos country. Let's ride. Did like, he do it again no, last night? I didn't watch. Dude. He did it again? Yeah, yeah. No, no, thing. there's no way he didn't yeah, do he it did again. He, of course he not did. Not after that. No, not, but we, we, if he, you would have thought after, after the game against the Colts that he would have dropped it. So if he didn't drop it there, he wasn't dropping it. At least he, he went to, he was in late in this one. Did he and stay? Like they had a chance to win in this one. Did he stay in front of the mic the whole time? Did he get the full let's yeah, ride Yeah, no, out? I don't think he was trailing off and <laughs> fleeing to the locker room as he was let's riding it. But it's so cringy, and I do almost feel badly for him because he's trying to be optimistic, and he's still trying to be Russ, and he doesn't know how to be forlorn sad Russ, express anger Russ, express frustration Russ. So it comes off as disingenuine, which I guess is sort of his M.O. <laughs> but I feel for him because this is alien territory for Russell Wilson. And I'm not sure how he pulls himself out of this. He doesn't have the physical capabilities anymore. Yeah, he has Jerry Judy, but I don't think he has the weapons. And he certainly doesn't have the head coach to help pull him out of his pit. I, it's a long ways away. 
a long ways away from him. The man was at the height of his powers, and he gave himself a nickname. He nicknamed himself <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. And dangerous. And, 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 and here it is. Hey, guys. Uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to like know. Like the good old days, real, real Theo. Exciting. You know, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an ultra uh, ego, right? And, uh, and I've been thinking about right. what my ultra ego would mm-hmm. be. An ultra ego, I, I, I right? I think I have an ultra ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Oh, yeah. now, you gotta be unlimited. Right. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or mm-hmm. what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, uh, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Yep. It's not even like no nope. way to answer that question. Russell? Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. Think that person. Love you, Pete. But it's Mister Unlimited. Tell him he goes to himself for advice. Boy, I don't even. So that was at the height of his powers. He was Mister Unlimited. He was getting Uh, Sierra in the mix. He was that, and he was. You're right. He was pretty good at football at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, we are a long ways away from Mister Unlimited. (laughs) <laughs> you know, this is a whole... <laughs> Yo, hold on. Pump the brakes right quick. You, <laughs> I almost caught you stoned, Ken. Mm-hmm. Ken, you just said, I feel bad for Russell Wilson. I do. And then you just danced on his grave by, by pulling out Mr. Here's Unlimited. Here's the thing. Every right time I feel, I feel bad, though, I run into stuff like that. <laughs> And then I feel better. So, so this is a, this is this is a hard place for me to go, and I don't even think I can. And I think the audience might hate me. But you said, how is he going to pull himself out of this hole? His answer would be his faith, you know, in, in the man above. Like That's he, true. he's going to face That's adversity. True. I almost, I, I legit just had coffee come back Only up my God esophagus. Only God can save this man right now from how bad he's been, though. I mean that. And Honestly, you, yes. You have to stay the course yes. because through this life of adversity, like there's always one man that has your back, and that's God. And here's a, here's a tweet from Jersey Jerry last night that I myself enjoyed. Barstool, but yes, Barstool okay. Jersey Jerry. Now I was afraid to like it. Afraid <laughs> He's got to reply. all the Barstool afraid, uh, tweets on Stone notifications. Stone thinks like all the Barstool people are like <laughs> former presidents. Like yeah. everybody's just gonna know who they are. Listen, so uh, this is not a tweet from a former president. It is not worded like one either. It reads: Jesus must hate you. At Dangerous Wilson. Oh, my goodness. Might be time to stop praising him. Now, obviously, wow. I didn't give that a like or a retweet or anything, and I don't support it, but you did mention <laughs> But you did. I, but, but, you did. But, you, but, you did amplify it, it on yeah. <laughs> that, that is sort of an endorsement. <laughs> but, it, I, it, you know, for, for me, for, for a lot of these players, it's not like I'm going to say it's a cop-out when they go to that spot, but we want to flame him, and we want to talk about why he isn't playing good football, but he would just back it as in he's not playing good football. He's just going through a tough time. There's one person who's always got his back, and that's the man I'm up in Jesus Christ. And it's just like, at this point, <laughs> why are we you know still pulling? these cards in your press conference like let's talk x's and o's why are you missing man man reads yeah. when you have man we're letting him do on. the rush we're letting him do the rush that, thing where that's he says, kind hey, of my I'm point just, i'm yeah. hanging in there with my boy jc jesus christ uh and uh <laughs> god's gonna pull me out of this and i believe in god and jesus died on the cross and now me i'm trying to avoid dying and yes. so that's exactly my point like he's true. we're letting him pull the rush card on us so well, why are you playing bad football russ why don't you tell us that well he can't tell you why. I think it's, he's not good at football. Like, but I don't think he knows. To be honest, how do you? F- so you leave it in God's hands. <laughs> don't attack the man's faith right now. He are. Every I can't. Part you're right. I don't have a right tough. to do that. 
Every part of his life right now is tough. Oh, so I mean, tough. They paid him $165 million guaranteed to play quarterback. See, that was God's will. I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be uh, praising God. And that's why, honestly, I'm not asking him why this is happening to me. I, I, I don't feel one ounce of bad for Russell Wilson because uh, a lot of this is his own doing. It's his own poor play. It's not like he's surrounded by scrubs. Like And his own decision to leave Seattle. His own decision to leave Seattle. You he also got paid. Weapons. He got paid. Mm-hmm. He got $165 million guaranteed. I think the contract was, what, $250 mm-hmm. million, one of the richest contracts in NFL history. So he got his money. He already has a Super Bowl. He has a, a, a rock star wife. A good defense. Some, some great kids. Praise his God. life is good. And he has the, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, praise, you know what I'm saying? I'm rocking God. with Russ personally. You know yeah. what I feel bad for? Jersey Jerry, a miserable existence. Yeah, miserable. Well, yeah, of course, Jersey Jerry, who I just learned about yeah. today. But, <laughs> but also, the Denver Broncos. Like, you lose Javante Williams for the season. That was the one, like, shining light in that mm-hmm. offense. Now you have Melvin Gordon on the sidelines sobbing. Who? How many cutaways of Melvin Gordon do we need <laughs> I, to understand that he's not happy about I, not playing? I think there were 18. Yeah, like, and I think they spent 20 minutes on how he slid to third on the depth chart and him crying on the sideline. <laughs> you would have thought he was the president the way we kept getting cuts of <laughs> – yeah. if I'm Melvin Gordon, somebody needs to text him, hey, man, go sit down, go to the locker room, something. Or yeah. smile. Yeah, or smile, but Hide don't be it. standing there sad. That was weird. Also, you have a head coach who has no clue what he's None. doing. I mean, I mean I'm Daniel not there Hannah. yet. Well, he, he hired a guy two, three weeks ago because he admitted, I have no clue what I'm doing with time management. I don't stuff. know what a clock is. I can't count. So I had to hire someone to count for me yeah. and tell me when to take time out. I'm not there yet on Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, he, that's cool. You, you could still be in on him. It's, it's early. You're right. But he's still in right on Carson now. Wentz. So oh, I'm right, not surprised yeah. by this at get all. Get better soon, buddy. And you like Baker Mayfield. Get so yeah. Better, get better soon. <laughs> get better soon, Carson. We're waiting. <laughs> and Baker. <laughs> wish Baker well. He, yeah. he hurt his leg. God. <sighs> <laughs> Baker, uh, do do better soon. Uh, all your idols are, are are falling by the wayside. You know now. what's messed In up? In comes Taylor Heineke to save the day. <laughs> Stone oh, ruined the ESPN fantasy football ADPs when he drafted Baker Mayfield yeah. number one overall in our league. And I've always wondered, like, you know how every now and then you're looking at certain things, you're like, oh, this is weird. This is percent I wonder what happened there. Well, yeah, Baker Mayfield again. I have to keep mentioning this at any point was selected number one overall in our mm-hmm. fantasy football league mm-hmm. because of Stone Labanowitz here. completely delegitimizes yeah. <laughs> anything that we do at ESPN West Palm, period. Yeah, and it just so happens that I'm 0-5 in that fantasy <laughs> league. But this week I got my first win. And who led that charge? Quarterback of the Giants, Daniel Jones, who I started at my QB1 spot this Smart week. Smart man. Smart mm-hmm. man. Um, so I did lose my point, but I want to go back to it. <laughs> the Denver Broncos, they had this base to be a 10-7 and team. Um, they had this... Outlook of a future of young you know, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon backing him up. A really good defense that we saw. Pat Sertain is one of the the, the highest risers when it comes yeah. from last year to this year. He's he's like a top five corner right now. No doubt. Feels like we say that about so many corners. He's up there though. Top five, top ten. They have so many good things going. Justin Simmons, Martin County product, but they're locked into Russ. And it feels like they're being held back by their coach and their quarterback, and both of them are in their first year. And how soon can they move off of them without losing the fan base? Any team that's being held back by its coach and its quarterback is not going to win a damn thing in the NFL. And so that is a deadly combination. And that's where – but what's stunning is one of these quarterbacks – if you told me, oh, this this ain't it for Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he just can't do this. He can't hack it. Uh, I'd say, all right, I get it. But Russ is out there heaving the ball around, making things happen. But Russ is – 
is back. He's back. In addition to Nathaniel Hackett. So I you can't recover from this. It can't move off of Russ is the problem. You're, I, you're, you're handcuffed right. to Russell Wilson. Right. Absolutely not. And how I see it, why I'm not able to give up on Nathaniel Hackett, because you look at Arizona, and I think it's Cliff Kingsbury who's holding Kyler Murray back. But I think it's Russell Wilson who's holding Nathaniel Hackett back. Like, Nathaniel Hackett may be a good coach. He might, yeah. But because Russell Wilson and this offense can't score points, now this blame goes to him. And I don't well, think it should go on him. You I should think trust Call your quarterback. I think Duty might be holding <laughs> Kyler Murray back a bit, too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a, it just, you know, I, I, just on the pie chart, what we've heard. Yeah, on the right. pie chart, that's definitely eating up a lot of it. Like it's a, <laughs> right. it's I, I, I talk time and time again how these quarterbacks, and you see it more at the college level than you do in the pros, but – at some point, as an offensive coordinator, you call these plays and you are banking on your quarterback doing 90% of the work. Like, yeah, I gave you the play call, but you go up to the line and you get the right check on. It's third and seven. You get outside the pocket and make something happen, whether it's with your legs or whether it's an across-the-field, cross-your-body throw. Like, these are things you expect your quarterback to do. Kyler's doing it for Cliff Kingsbury. Russell Wilson is not doing it for Nathaniel Hackett. So you call the right plays, you dial up the right stuff, He's the one who's not executing it, and all of a sudden this blames on Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not. I'm not there yet. It's wild. Through six games in Denver, he's throwing 58.6 percent. He has five touchdowns to three interceptions. His quarter. His 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 rating 83.4. He was 129.8 2020 in Seattle. Mm. 125.3 2021 in Seattle. 2019 124.7. Think about it. In 2020, through five games, he had 19 touchdowns. Through Crazy. five games, Crazy. he had 19 touchdowns. He has five in six games with Denver. So, Stephen A. Smith, we heard him say, like, this is the most disappointing player in the NFL. When we're talking strictly about quarterbacks, and remember, this is the same position where arguably the all-time benchmark at that position, Tom Brady said two weeks ago, when I look around the NFL, I'm just seeing a lot of bad football. Seeing a lot of bad football. There's bad quarterback play from guys who you never thought You'd say that about Russ being the top of this Mount Everest of suck. Okay? Mm. So he's at the peak right now. So say he's standalone. Other than Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? And I've got to go to Brady. This is a guy who's taken every Wednesday off. This is a guy who's going to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday, Mm. missing walkthrough on a Saturday, and then putting out a clunker while being out his offensive line on the sideline in a loss to Pittsburgh. So I just don't understand how we can sit here and say, oh, Tom Brady, at this age, he can do whatever he wants. He can call the shots. He can do it. It's fine. But it's clearly not fine. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're not playing well. Brady right now is 15th in QBR. 6.7 yards per attempt. That's 21st mm. in the NFL. He's just dinking and dunking his way to 3-3 three and three right now. Like Tom Brady has become a distraction to the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's not playing well enough for the Buccaneers, and I think Tom Brady is, after Russ, the biggest disappointment NFL quarterback this season, especially coming off of the retire and unretire and uh, miss 11 days of training camp into whatever this is this year. Yeah, plain and simple, Tom Brady is, he's obviously distracted, and he isn't as locked in as what he used to be, and he's doing this at the worst time in his career because his, his, we've always heard this and we learned this, is that this is what makes the Brady story just so compelling and mm-hmm. it's the American dream. It's because he was maniacal, he was an ultra competitor, 
He prepared better than anybody else. He was always ready for every situation. Now we're seeing what it would have looked like if Tom Brady wasn't like that, and we're seeing it when he's, what, 46 years yeah. old? Like, yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Or is he 45? Was like, he's be, 45. Don't he be adding be. a random year on Sorry there. about but that, he's, he, he looks 48. I, like. I mean, I just – you can't have – even if it's Tom Brady – and Stone, I know you can speak to this. You cannot have a quarterback who's half there, especially if it's Tom Brady, right? Like I would, Josh Allen. Hey, take a day off. Go to Robert Kraft's wedding because you know what? On Sunday, when you need to improvise and it's third and six, I believe that preparation mm-hmm. can help you, but also being six five, two fifty, yeah. is going to get at, you past the at sticks. Forty five, you have got to be still the same maniacal you've yes. been in preparation to overcome your age. And sure, are you still capable? Absolutely, but. Also, too, Tom Brady is that Buccaneers locker room. There is no bigger influence in that locker room than Tom Brady. So if he, at that age, is just sort of half there, it affects his play, which is going to be problematic, but also it affects the team as a whole Mm. as well. As a quarterback, though, especially, you can't be half there. Half Brady ain't going to cut it. Yeah, I'll even up the ante on you there. Not only can you not be half there, but you have to have relationships with the guys. And there's been one thing that's been sticking out with me through all this, I guess, past few weeks or months that we've seen with this Brady debacle going on. So we saw, you know, when they drafted Tristan Wirfs, that (laughs) Wirfs didn't have Tom Brady's number, right? So he sees him as an extraterrestrial guy. Like, he has no relationship with them. I also recently saw a video at a rookie premiere, which was a month ago, of Tom Brady and the rest of the Buccaneers. It was a rookie defensive lineman, I think, that was drafted for them. He was getting his hair cut. It was just a thing the Buccaneers were putting on. And Tom Brady took a Sharpie out, and he randomly signed the shoes of this rookie getting his hair cut. And I watched this rookie's face go bright red. He was embarrassed, and he looked up at Brady and didn't know what to say. And he said, I'm honored. Thank you, sir. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a a guy on your team who's telling you that he's honored that you signed his shoes. Like, obviously, (laughs) there's no relationship there. So if you don't have a relationship with these young guys— and you're doing that, yelling at guys in the offensive line, I know what they're saying on the other side of the line. line. Like, who the bleep is this guy? Who does this guy think he is? Like, he can't show up on a Saturday, can't show up on a Wednesday, and now he's going to get in my face on the sideline? Just tick for tack, verbatim, that right there. That's clearly being said in this locker room at this point, and it's all because he doesn't have a relationship with these guys, and you can't lie and say that he does because there's evidence that he doesn't. I think that, that weighs more heavy than him being half in, half out. Like, who Great is this point. guy? After Great Russell point. Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? There's a number of guys you could point to based on expectation, based on what we thought they were. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? I think it's Brady. Brady's one foot out the door and all the distractions at home. And listen, there's nothing he can do about that. But... This isn't good enough. His demeanor on the sideline, the smashing tablets, the getting an offensive lineman faces after you went to the wedding of the man who owned your former team and can't be bothered to show up to walk through the next day and think that at 45 you're going to show up and put a beating on the Steelers? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That is not sustainable for the Buccaneers. That's not good for the team. Tom Brady putting himself above team for the first time in his career actually doesn't look great for Tom Brady. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888 760 
3776. And before we get ourselves to break, I need to tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Other than Russ... Who's been the most disappointing quarterback in the NFL this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. It's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We still got two Russell Wilson experiences to come on primetime. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Two more still to come. We are going to get a break. Don't worry. Next Monday night, Bailey Zappi, Justin Fields, hey. Showdown. That's going to be big right there. That's RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl alum. Also, Bailey's happy he's going to work the hell out of Justin Fields. I was about to say, he might be. He might start off 3-0 with the Patriots. I think he might be Tom Brady apparent, heir apparent as we see Brady uh, kind of fall off that cliff. Are you hoping for that? Or are you making this claim? He's, is he, he, has he not or been this good? roof claim. He, oh, <laughs> he's exceeded expectations, but we're talking heir apparent to Brady. Let's... Uh, Hey, I know that's our boy. If though. I would have said this back in what 01 when Brady was doing it, nobody would have believed me. <laughs> so you know what? I'll I'll be the guy. I think the difference I'll is the that uh, Tom Brady went to Michigan and Bailey Zappi was at Houston Baptist. Going well, to then he went to Western Kentucky that's and then true. he then he set a single season record for passing touchdowns and passing yards. So that I just he know did. he looks the part. Also, and I spent a whole offseason ripping Matt Patricia, and now I look like a dumbass. <laughs> Back, well, Mac Jones made me look like a dumbass. Yes, Mac Jones did. was the problem. Uh, and also, after Bailey Zappi set the record, who was the one that was post-game asking Bailey Zappi to take photos with him? Oh, uh, you. you! This guy, I can't believe you're turning ba- your back on Bailey Zappi right now because you after that, you were fanboying uh, so he hard. He loves him some Bailey Zappi. Oh, Bailey, Bailey, touch my arm. <laughs> I'm never going to wash my hands. Listen, he stopped me oh, when I was walking oh, the field. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure, Bailey. Said, I'm sure the Bailey Zappi was what seeking he out Stone Lebanowitz. He said, you're the producer for Ken Levick Alive, right? And I was like, oh, it's cool you know that. He said, I listen to you guys frequently and I appreciate all the love you've given me. You want to take a pic? And I said, Sure, sure, Bailey. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I was there, and I don't remember going no. like that. Yeah, like I look, I, I look on it because I caught COVID like immediately after that, so I had plenty of time to be scrolling social media. Yeah. And sure enough, Stone Bailey Zappy, <laughs> arm, arm over shoulder, Instagram story. Ken Levick alive oh, here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> you can't claim Bailey Zappy anymore. You can't do it anymore. I can't believe. I, think, I thought you were going to jump on that train. That's fine. I'll hit him up after the show. Tell him I apologize. <laughs> I think Stone had a post. Actually, it wasn't just the story. I think it made his feed. With this Bailey man Zappi. right here just hit college football's <laughs> passing record. What a stud! Gonna kill it. Does that sound like me? Yeah, it yeah, does. yeah, it does yeah, actually. 
If this it, dude. If anybody would do it, yeah. This dude's the goat emoji. My bad. You got to bar stool it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. He's uh, him. Yeah, he's him. <laughs> he's got that dog in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing, they have a lot going on always. You hear us talk about them all the time. They are the new title sponsor of the hottest fantasy game in all of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Weekend Warriors. By the way, we are going to give our winner of the $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing from this weekend's Weekend Warriors in just a couple of moments. But Stormhouse Brewing, they have come by. They have rolled through. And our friend Preston Ross from Stormhouse Brewing is jumping on for a couple of minutes because, like I said, it's not just a local craft brewery with a full menu, which does not happen. This is the location, North Palm Beach County, where you can get craft beer and you can get full menu, the kitchen, everything is delicious there. But there's not only football and NFL Sunday ticket. Mm. There's also soccer, Premier League, Bundesliga, whatever you're watching in the mornings, but also... The World Cup is on the way, and this is where you should be watching World Cup matches. And, mm. oh, yeah, this Saturday, Oktoberfest is coming around. Beer! And Preston is with us here. Preston Ross on Ken LeVick Alive. Preston, um, first off, welcome back. It's good to have you in the Ken LeVick Alive family yeah, once thanks again. thanks for having me. Uh, good to see you. It's been a while. And so, um, first things first, there are so many things to sort out here. Let's focus on Oktoberfest on Saturday. 3 mm. o'clock is when everything gets going, right? Yep, 3 o'clock. We've got a, a big live German band coming in from Orlando. All so right. That's how we kick things off. Lederhosen? Is there, are, are oh, we, yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. So bring your Lederhosen. Yes. Uh, we also have a facial hair contest. So okay. That's one for you, Ken, right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Preston, yeah, yeah. Preston yeah, do you know the name of this band? Yeah, the King Guys Band okay. um, from Orlando. Okay. So they're a specific German band for just Oktoberfest. So nice. they come in and party the place up. We're going to have it all spruced up and nice. Uh, we've got a specific German menu just for the day. So our chefs can be cooking up some good stuff, and I know that we brought some of that stuff for you guys to try today. Hell so you'll, yeah, you'll definitely enjoy that. It's here today. Yeah, it's here it's today. Here today. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yes. I haven't eaten today. So we're talking good. sausage. We're talking pretzel. We're talking. I'm sure Saturday. Ooh. Crap! You got Ooh. the whole thing. You oh, got yeah. the German menu. Oktoberfest Saturday, three o'clock. Uh, all the festivities get underway, and this thing is going to be an absolute riot. Stormhouse Brewing, uh, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. The facial hair contest. So I'm telling you, you you've, been, you've been grooming facial hair for something. You weren't quite sure what. Now you know. This is it. Yeah, this is your moment. Yeah, go sure. out, win prizes, drink beer, uh, and all of the, uh, the, the, the craft beer, it's on site there. It, it, this, is, this is brewed on site. Master Brewer is there. German trained, right, yes, Master yeah. Brewer? That's so Chris. this is yes. right? So yeah. our, our Master Brewer, Chris Brinzo, uh, he's one of the owners, actually, and he did. He trained out in Germany. Um, that's where he got his certification, and obviously that, that holds near and dear to his heart. So he comes in, and all of our German beers that he's made specifically for this Oktoberfest are very authentic, and I know that you guys will enjoy them. So Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, sir. I have to ask a question now that you bring up Chris. Okay. Do y'all still have the hang time? Yes. The hang time, Pat O'Donnell, yes. Palm Beach mm-hmm. Central, the hang time beer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know this is Oktoberfest, but yeah. I tried that one out with Chris, and it was amazing. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, we, we partnered with Pat O'Donnell with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, he's a local kid, and uh, he's actually close friends with, with one of our owners, Josh Brinzo, who's been on the show before. And uh, with him, we decided to collaborate on a beer, and we brought him in, and we did this Pilsner, which is just fantastic. Mm. And obviously, hang time is is a nod to the punter yeah. <laughs> in him with the with the hang time oh, on yeah. his punts. But, yeah, that's a, that's one of our top sellers, actually. It's really good for, like, golf courses and stuff like that. So, obviously, here in Palm Beach County, it, it goes crazy. It's really good. And also, it, you know, right at the right time, because 
Aaron Rodgers has given Pat O'Donnell all kinds Plenty, of opportunities to punt the ball this chances year. So for some hang time, yeah, without question. Uh, what was the name of the band <laughs> that's going to be there Saturday? The band is the King Guys. The October King Fest Guys. Band. Let's go ahead and crank some King Guys here. You're going to hear them Saturday, Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing. Again, 3 o'clock, everything gets going. US 1, Crystal Cove comes. Imagine sitting there. Got King Guys playing. Holding okay. the hang time in your hand. Got sausage platter right mm. in front oh. of you. You've got... Craft beer, brewed on site, could be a hang time, could be something else, okay? And since it's Saturday, you've got college football on because this is where you are watching college football as well, is Stormhouse Brewing. By the way, Palm Beach County Gators Club location. Gators fans, if you're in North County, hell, if you're anywhere, but if you're in North County especially, this is where you're going to watch the Gators every single Saturday, okay? And then, speaking of Germany, you, you say to yourself, wait, Germany, where do I know? Oh, yeah, the World Cup is coming up. Mm. You guys are going to be the headquarters to watch the World Cup, a rare fall edition of the World Cup. This is right in your guys' wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for me and, and Josh, who's one of my best friends, um, that, was, that was a big part of it. Like, we started out, we both went to Baylor University in Texas and and every morning we'd catch the Premier League and we watched the 2014 World Cup out there. So this is this is eight years in the making here for us U.S. fans. And we definitely want to make sure at Stormhouse that it's well represented out here. So every game is going to be on at Stormhouse. It's going to be an absolute party. We've got some fun stuff planned for it, some special merchandise. Yep. And, and I think that's going to be near and dear to my heart. So I'm really looking forward to that whole month. Even though it's a weird fall World Cup, but it's going to be bizarre. Yeah, but it's going to be awesome. To it. it is going to be awesome. And so, uh, by the way, ESPN 106.3 is partnering up with Stormhouse Brewing during the World Cup as well. And myself, Julian Zaldivar, Ilias Bustamante, we're going to be doing live local shows as well uh, throughout the World Cup. And uh, we're going to be brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing, and we're going to be out there at Stormhouse Brewing. And so, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that uh, on the 19th for the first. First match, USA versus Wales. We're going to have yep. Ken out here for the show. Yep. and We're coming for you, Gareth Bale. It's going to be an absolute party. <laughs> yeah, if, we, if we don't take Gareth Bale, I'm going to be a little I, bit. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> he's, he's relaxing in L.A. He doesn't need to, to take it serious. Yeah, yeah. He's past his prime. Let's go ahead. Let the new kids come out yeah. and, and beat up on Ken, Gareth Bale. Ken, did you see uh, Theo laughing like you knew who Gareth Bale was? I know. Bale he has no idea who Gareth Bale is. I know who he is. He played for the team, the yellow and black team on FIFA. Yeah. The yellow and black. I don't know team. how to say the name. Bo- Dorsmond. Yeah, whatever. I know who Garrett Bell is. Don't try to play me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, Stone. You realize he's in LA now, right? <laughs> I, I didn't know. Oh, okay, yeah. there we go. That's, MLS right uh-huh. now. That's he's news a, to me. He's an MLS guy, which means he's going to retire in about seven <laughs> seconds. I haven't played FIFA in like 10 years, <laughs> you can tell. Uh, so you mentioned you went to Baylor. You and Josh went to Baylor. Um, Matt Rule, he, this is a former Panthers fan. He hates Matt Rule. Yes. I have to imagine, though, uh, that Preston, you are pro Matt Rule in a. In a sense. In, in a sense, yes. Definitely. So where do you think he's going to land? Uh, do, you, do you have positive prospects for him now that he's unemployed for a bit? Uh, if you want my opinion, Matt Rule needs to go back to college mm-hmm. because the, everything that I heard about him at Baylor anyways is that he was very motivational-based. And, yeah, you can get college kids hyped up for that. But no, he was the Tony I, Robbins approach. But I, I knew the moment he was going to the NFL that it was going to be a, an interesting approach to how are you going to motivate uh-huh. these guys to make millions of dollars. And uh it, it didn't it didn't go well. It did not pan out. Wait, <laughs> it that did didn't work. work. It, it it was problematic. Hiring the Baylor head football coach uh-huh. that didn't win the Big 12. Hey, but it took JC 7 years. Yeah, I was going to pull up the JC thing. Jay-Z. This is a really good point because he does use the motivational stuff. Yes, I forgot about JC. Like, like this, like he comparing himself to JC. 
but I believe it's 1,000% working. I just know no one can see it, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, I tell our team all the time, Incredible. it took Jay-Z like yeah. seven years. <laughs> it, took, it took him seven years. He had to start his own agency to, to become famous, to become an overnight sensation. Like, yeah. It takes time. So, Preston, just know that that was the coach you hold in such high esteem for building back Baylor. I didn't say that he was my favorite head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing with us again Saturday, Oktoberfest. Uh, can we get back? Can we can we get the King guys back a little bit here so we can we can just set the scene? 3 o'clock Saturday, Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing. And don't forget they have NFL Sunday ticket, all your NFL needs. Don't forget they're there, your World Cup headquarters. Don't forget that they're... A great location, Palm Beach County Gators Club. Go watch Gators games there. But also Oktoberfest is Saturday, 3 o'clock. Facial hair contest. Of course, the craft beer. German-trained master brewer. All there. His talents for you to consume. The German menu. The full kitchen at Stormhouse Brewing. Be out there. Go earlier than 3 o'clock. Go earlier than 3 o'clock. Watch college football. Get the buzz going. But then... You'll be ready to go at 3 o'clock when everything gets crazy. So yes, the party starts at 3 o'clock. I love it. Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing. Brother, thank you for coming in. Thank you for the food. Yeah, we'll thanks for having me, guys. I Pictures it. all over the ESPN West Palm social media outlets of this delicious food. We got the sausage. We got the pretzels. What all? And what else do we have out there? Uh, pierogies as well. Oh, the pierogies. My God. Yeah. That's my all God. me right there. My God. Stone's going to go kill. That's my favorite. Kill some pierogies. Yes. We'll be back and we'll be stuffed. Preston, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, guys. Preston Ross, Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Box 29. These are the King Guys. They'll be out Saturday, Oktoberfest at Stormhouse Brewing. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive. On ESPN 106.3. So the Treasure Coast has dominated Weekend Warriors in the first two weeks. The $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing went to Port St. Lucie last week. Who was that? Kevin? That was Kevin. Kevin in Port St. Lucie got the 55 Because we don't, we don't just do things small. Around here, we're not giving a here's a five dollar gift card. No, 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 no. Put a zero on that beat. Fifty dollar gift card. Congratulations are in order for our winner in the second go around, the whiteout edition mm-hmm. of Weekend Warriors. Thanks to the Bengals, Jamar Chase, Mike in Stewart. Mike, Mike in Stewart. Just a quick little drive down to North Palm. Use that $50 gift card at Stormhouse Brewing. Mike is our winner. We'll play Weekend Warriors again Thursday afternoon here on ESPN 106.3. The food is delicious. Want to thank everybody at Stormhouse Brewing, Preston Ross especially, for coming through and for hanging out with us. Go check them out Saturday for Oktoberfest. Check them out anytime, but check them out Saturday, especially Oktoberfest, Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Back to the task at hand. And that is figuring out who the biggest NFL quarterback disappointment is not named Russell Wilson because it's Russ and then it's everybody else. I think that's pretty clear, right? Like you're, you can try to make a case, but you're not going to make a convincing case that any quarterback's having a worse season than Russell Wilson. It, uh, to be honest with you, though, uh, there's two guys both wearing the same number that depending on who you ask, 
because of how high the expectations were for them to contend? Because at least you could say with Russell Wilson, he was at best or, you know, second or third best in his division. So you're talking 12s. You're I'm talking, talking Rodgers. You're talking Brady. I'm talking Rodgers, Brady, two guys who are supposed to be head and shoulders above mm. anybody else in their division at quarterback play, and both of them being outplayed by multiple quarterbacks in their division. Now, I do think that Tom Brady is the quarterback that's the answer to this question. Yeah. Other than Russ, he's been the most disappointing QB in the NFL, and it's not necessarily because the numbers. His numbers. His personal numbers. Though, you can't argue with the fact that 6.7 yards per attempt, that's 21st amongst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not even trying to stretch the field with his weapons. The Buccaneers are a disappointing 3-3. Three and three. They lost at woeful Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh last weekend. The same Pittsburgh where Zach Wilson tore him up in the fourth quarter the weekend before. The same uh, Pittsburgh Steelers where the Bills just ran roughshod over them and that game was over after 15 minutes, okay? Yeah. Um, but it's also, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Tom Brady, and I'm certainly sympathetic to his family situation, and I'm sympathetic to his age, but he's not all in. And it is clear that he's not all in. He's not hiding it. No. And he's not. Yeah, exactly. It's out in the open oh, yeah. for the world to yeah. see as well. And what he's banking on is getting the benefit of the doubt regardless because he's Tom Brady. He's banking because he is Brady that people are going to say, huh, but this is the GOAT. So why would we even question it? Well, look, through six weeks, now I am questioning it. Got to. Because he missed 11 days in training camp. He doesn't show up for practice any Wednesday. He missed Friday and Saturday walkthrough to be at Robert Kraft's wedding. That equals three and three. That equals a disappointment. They should be absolutely dominating their division, and I can make the argument even though they beat the Falcons, they did so in a very controversial way, and you can make the argument Atlanta might be a better team than the Bucs. Yeah, that's the worst part Ooh. about it. That NFC South is, is so bad, which uh, they almost are guaranteeing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a playoff spot. That's so we'll thing. be seeing this guy in the first round at one point. If he gets a matchup he likes. They're a wild card team, though. It, oh, uh, no. Uh, are they? Because who? They're not getting a. I mean, you realize. Well, they'll play on wild cards. Yeah, there's I'm only. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also think. When you say that, they're a wild card team, I yeah. thought you were saying that they wouldn't win the division, which is. No, they'll win the division, but I also right. could see them being. Maybe they'll host a playoff game then, but I can see them getting bounced. Yeah, they'll they'll play on wild card weekend, and. Which I guess I forget. It's like super wild card weekend and wild right. card. It's weird Ultra now. Ultra immense card yeah. weekend so, now. <laughs> what would make this okay is if Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady duked it out and the old guy I would who's going to bounce who first in, in the first round of the playoffs. Let's make sure. Let's set that up, NFL. Whoever's, whoever set up the Russell Wilson 80 million primetime games <laughs> to start the season uh-huh. off. And the Deshaun Watson comeback week 12 against the Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Set up. Brady versus Rodgers, first round of the playoffs. We only have to see one of them once and the other one one more time before they both get bounced. Then maybe that's the you know retirement tour finally. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely in this confo. Come on. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the back-to-back MVP. Yeah. This is a guy who didn't leave any money left over for his top target over the last it's couple of years. Too. And it Ooh. is showing. I mean, uh, you've got Al Lazar now. You're down to Lazar. Everything else is a question mark. In terms of pass catchers with that offense. But Aaron Rodgers also not exactly playing inspiring football. You said it two weeks ago in London. Came off as lackadaisical on the final drive. On the final series of downs by the goal line against the Giants. So much so, so many questions swirling. that Matt LaFleur yesterday was asked about how much input does Aaron Rodgers get in this offense. Think about that. He, Aaron Rodgers is struggling so much that 
Wisconsin media is now trying to come up with excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, he's not involved enough. And Matt LaFleur said, no, he's really heavily involved in this. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been really close to as disappointed in my mind as Tom Brady. Not quite there because at least Aaron Rodgers is at each practice and he appears to be all in, at least physically. But Aaron Rodgers has been a rough watch. There is there is no denying that. It's been a very, very rough. What was the word you used? Watch. I said watch, I think. Rough, rough. It's a little raunchy. I I thought you were going to teach me a new word. He's been a really rough (laughs) raunch. Rough raunch. So so, seriously, though. (laughs) And and I'm not going to defend him. I I, I did say he was too cool for school getting last today. He's cool to lose to uh, Daniel Jones, followed by Zach Wilson. Is never pretty. And Bailey Zappi took him to overtime. I can't let that slide. At Lambeau. Plenty of opportunities to lose that game. So, yeah, Bailey Zappi. His name needs to be thrown in there. But, again, if there's one window of defense that that I can peek through, it would be offensively they're trying to do a lot of different things too. Watching film and watching other guys break them down. At what point is this not an excuse anymore when you're a month and a half into the season? I get what you're saying. If this is week three, I'd be like, yeah, Stone, totally. But, like, when does that end? I'm not sure. Ask Tom Brady. Ask Kyler Murray. Ask Russell Wilson. Like, ask Matt Ryan. These guys are struggling to get a grip on on their playbook. And with with Aaron Rodgers seeing a lot of two running back sets – they're trying to send all these guys in motion. Randall Cobb is probably the only one who understands what they're trying to do offensively. Like, they don't have an identity. That's what Dan Rolofsky said a long time ago, or not a long time ago, a few weeks ago. This offense is going to be better at the end of the season than they are now. They don't have an identity. They don't have a number one guy. Aaron Rodgers is probably trying to play Superman out there for, for 60 minutes and four quarters, and it's not working. They look terrible. Who's more disappointed right now, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Like, Devontae Adams is putting up numbers, but they are not putting up wins. I think Devontae Adams. Because, I would agree. Because he also has less control over the outcome as a receiver. Like he, The, the game is in Derek Carr's hands. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams has to, has to hope and pray that Carr gets it to him at the right moments. And also, it's so many other factors around him. Like that Raiders defense can't hold a candle to what the Packers have, at least talent-wise. Like Devontae Adams does not see a route to winning. Aaron Rodgers is still in the NFC North. With a Fugazi Vikings team that's five and one, I feel like he's I probably. I don't understand it. Kirk Cousins is not good. <laughs> and Keyshawn put the Minnesota Vikings at number two on his top ten uh, power rankings this week. They're like, God. if you're going chalk just because they're five and one, sure, make them number two. But no, yeah, a lot of critical thinking going into that from Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, uh, look at the records. Uh, five yeah. and one, okay, number two. These yeah. are like, the real power rankings. <laughs> yeah, these are the real key rankings. And he, and he had the New York Giants at number eight. Okay, I, now you're confusing me, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. That's is, I don't know. I don't I, care because power rankings suck, even if they're real. <laughs> Nonsense. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Also, when we return, Miami, Florida, Florida State, who's furthest away from contending? And a hypothetical about the Canes that Mario Cristobal fans, I got news for you. I don't think it's going to make you super happy. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. So the Treasure Coast has dominated Weekend Warriors in the first two weeks. 
The $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing went to Port St. Lucie last week. Who was that? Kevin? That was Kevin. Kevin in Port St. Lucie got the 50 5 Because we don't, we don't just do things small around here. We're not giving a, here's a $5 gift card. No, 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 no. Put a zero on that beat. $50 gift card. Congratulations are in order for our winner. In the second go-around, the wideout edition mm-hmm. of Weekend Warriors. Thanks to the Bengals, Jamar Chase, Mike in Stewart. Mike! Mike in Stewart. Just a quick little drive down to North Palm. Use that $50 gift card at Stormhouse Brewing. Mike is our winner. We'll play Weekend Warriors again Thursday afternoon here on ESPN 106.3. The food is delicious. Want to thank everybody at Stormhouse Brewing, Preston Ross especially, for coming through and for hanging out with us. Go check them out Saturday for Oktoberfest. Check them out anytime, but check them out Saturday, especially Oktoberfest, Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Back to the task at hand, and that is figuring out who the biggest NFL quarterback disappointment is, not named Russell Wilson, because it's Russ. And then it's everybody else. I think that's pretty clear, right? Like, you are you can try to make a case, but you're not going to make a convincing case that any quarterback's having a worse season than Russell Wilson. It, uh, To be honest with you, though, uh, there's two guys both wearing the same number that, depending on who you ask, because of how high the expectations were for them to contend, because at least you could say with Russell Wilson, he was at best or, you know, second or third best in his division. So you're talking 12s. You're I'm talking, talking Rodgers. You're talking Brady. I'm talking Rodgers, Brady, two guys who are supposed to be head and shoulders above mm. anybody else in their division at quarterback play, and both of them being outplayed by multiple quarterbacks in their division. Now, I do think that Tom Brady is the quarterback that's the answer to this question. Yeah. Other than Russ, he's been the most disappointing QB in the NFL, and it's not necessarily because the numbers. His numbers. His personal numbers. Though, you can't argue with the fact that 6.7 yards per attempt, that's 21st amongst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not even trying to stretch the field with his weapons. The Buccaneers are a disappointing 3-3. Three and three. They lost at woeful Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh last weekend. The same Pittsburgh where Zach Wilson tore him up in the fourth quarter the weekend before. The same uh, Pittsburgh Steelers where the Bills just ran roughshod over them and that game was over after 15 minutes, okay? Yeah. Um, but it's also, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Tom Brady, and I'm certainly sympathetic to his family situation, and I'm sympathetic to his age, but he's not all in. And it is clear that he's not all in. He's not hiding it. No. And he's not. Yeah, exactly. It's out in the open for the world to see as well. And what he's banking on is getting the benefit of the doubt regardless because he's Tom Brady. He's banking because he is Brady that people are going to say, huh, but this is the GOAT. So why would we even question it? Well, look, through six weeks, now I am questioning it. Got to. Because he missed 11 days in training camp. He doesn't show up for practice any Wednesday. He missed Friday and Saturday walkthrough to be at Robert Kraft's wedding. That equals three and three. That equals a disappointment. They should be absolutely dominating their division, and I can make the argument even though they beat the Falcons, they did so in a very controversial way, and you can make the argument Atlanta might be a better team than the Bucs. Yeah, that's the worst part Ooh. about it. That NFC South is, is so bad, which uh, they almost are guaranteeing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a playoff spot. So we'll thing. be seeing this guy in the first round at one point. If he gets a matchup he likes. They're a wild card team, though. It, oh, uh, no. Uh, are they? Because who? They're not getting a. 
I mean, you realize well, they'll play on wild cards. Yeah, there's I'm only sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. But I also when think when you say that, they're a wild card team, I yeah. thought you were saying that they wouldn't win the division, which is no, they'll win the division. But I also right. could see them being maybe they'll host a playoff game then. But I can see them getting bounced. Yeah, they'll they'll play on wild card weekend and. Which I guess I forget. It's like Super Wild Card Weekend and Wild right. Card. It's weird Ultra now. Ultra immense card yeah. weekend so, now. <laughs> what would make this okay is if Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady duked it out, and the old guy I would who's going to bounce who first in, in the first round of the playoffs. Let's make sure. Let's set that up, NFL. Whoever's whoever set up the Russell Wilson eighty million primetime games <laughs> to start the season uh-huh. off, and the Deshaun Watson comeback Week Twelve against the Texans. Yeah, 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 yeah. that too. Set up. Brady versus Rodgers, first round of the playoffs. We only have to see one of them once and the other one one more time before they both get bounced. Then maybe that's the you know retirement tour finally. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely in this convo. Come on. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the back-to-back MVP. Yeah. This is a guy who didn't leave any money left over for his top target over the last it's couple of years. Too. And it Ooh. is showing. I mean, uh, you've got Al Lazar now. You're down to Lazar. Everything else is a question mark. In terms of pass catchers with that offense. But Aaron Rodgers also not exactly playing inspiring football. You said it two weeks ago in London. Came off as lackadaisical on the final drive. On the final series of downs by the goal line against the Giants. So much so, so many questions swirling. that Matt LaFleur yesterday was asked about how much input does Aaron Rodgers get in this offense. Think about that. He Aaron Rodgers is struggling so much that Wisconsin media is now trying to come up with excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, he's not involved enough. And Matt LaFleur said, no, he's really heavily involved in this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has been really close to as disappointed in my mind as Tom Brady. Not quite there because at least Aaron Rodgers is at each practice and he appears to be all in, at least physically. But Aaron Rodgers has been a rough watch. There is there is no denying that. It's been a very, very rough. What was the word you used? Watch. I said watch, I think. Rough, rough. It's a little raunchy. I I thought you were going to teach me a new word. He's been a really rough (laughs) raunch. Rough raunch. So so, seriously, though. (laughs) And and I'm not going to defend him. I I, I did say he was too cool for school getting last today. He's cool to lose to uh, Daniel Jones, followed by Zach Wilson. Is never pretty. And Bailey Zappi took him to overtime. I can't let that slide. At Lambeau. Plenty of opportunities to lose that game. So, yeah, Bailey Zappi. His name needs to be thrown in there. But, again, if there's one window of defense that that I can peek through, it would be offensively they're trying to do a lot of different things too. Watching film and watching other guys break them down. What point is this not an excuse anymore when you're a month and a half into the season? I get what you're saying. If this is week three, I'd be like, yeah, Stone, totally. But, like, when does that end? I'm not sure. Ask Tom Brady. Ask Kyler Murray. Ask Russell Wilson. Like, ask Matt Ryan. These guys are struggling to get a grip on on their playbook. And with with Aaron Rodgers seeing a lot of two running back sets – they're trying to send all these guys in motion. Randall Cobb is probably the only one who understands what they're trying to do offensively. Like, they don't have an identity. That's what Dan Rolofsky said a long time ago, or not a long time ago, a few weeks ago. This offense is going to be better at the end of the season than they are now. They don't have an identity. They don't have a number one guy. Aaron Rodgers is probably trying to play Superman out there for, for 60 minutes and four quarters, and it's not working. They look terrible. Who's more disappointed right now, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Like, Devontae Adams is putting up numbers, but they are not putting up wins. I think Devontae Adams. Because, I would agree. Because he also has less control over the outcome as a receiver. Like he, The, the game is in Derek Carr's hands. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams has to, has to hope and pray that Carr gets it to him at the right moments. And also, it's so many other factors around him. Like that Raiders defense can't hold a candle to what the Packers have, at least talent-wise. Like Devontae Adams does not see a route to winning. Aaron Rodgers is still in the NFC North 
with a Fugazi Vikings team that's five and one. I feel like he's I probably. I don't understand it. Kirk Cousins is not good. <laughs> Keyshawn put the Minnesota Vikings at number two on his top ten uh, power rankings this week. They're like, God. if you're going chalk just because they're five and one, sure, make them number two. But no, yeah, a lot of critical thinking going into that from Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, uh, look at the records. Uh, five yeah. and one, okay, number two. These yeah. are like, the real power <laughs> rankings. Yeah, these are the real key rankings. And he, and he had the New York Giants at number eight. Okay, I, now you're confusing me, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. That's it's, I don't know. I don't I care know. because power rankings suck, even if they're real. <laughs> Nonsense. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After Russell Wilson, who's been the most disappointing NFL quarterback this season? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Also, when we return, Miami, Florida, Florida State, who's furthest away from contending? And a hypothetical about the Canes that Mario Cristobal fans, I got news for you. I don't think it's going to make you super happy. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.